0: KMTT, Kinitzion <speaking> Tetzet <Hebrew> Torah, today's Thursday. We have the weekly Shiur in Topics in Hilchot Kashut, given by Havav Asaf Bedlash. In our last Shiur, we discussed the propriety of using the same oven for cooking milchik and fleshik, based on the suspicion that the ze'ah, the steam of the milchik and fleishik food, might both rise up into the oven and induce a blia, an absorption of both milk and meat into the oven. Today we will discuss another halachic issue involved in the use of an oven for milchik milchik and fleshek, one which also applies to the use of a cooktop, a stovetop, for cooking both milchik and fleshek. In many houses, even those which are strict and have separate ovens for milk and meat, separate sinks for milk and meat, people use the same stovetop for cooking milchik and flesik, even though the milchik and pots are both placed directly onto the same grate which, upon which you place the pot on the stove. This is so unhellochally questionable as the Rama Paskins and Hilchos Pesach Simon and Aleph's if Dalid, quoting the Maharil Chatzuva Tzarech Libun A chatzuva is what we call a stove grate some people in Israel call a spider that which you place your pot on while cooking on the cooktop and the Ramal Paskin that needs to be kashered for Pesach. The Chochmas Adam is of the opinion that this halacha applies year-round as well. If you have a traith stovetop and want to cook kosher on it, before you put your kosher pot down on that traith grate, you need to kasher it. And similarly for Basar B'chalav. However, the Mishnah Brura quoting the consensus of the Achronim, Paskins, v'zehu rak Mishum chumra That this is number one, only l'chadchila. It is proper to kasher the stove grate before Pesach. But if you didn't, it won't make your food sick. And number two, Mishum chumra This is a special chumra because we're exceedingly strict when it comes to Helchas Pesach. But we would not be machmer this way within the context of the regular halachos of kashros all year round. Why not? To understand this, we have to look at two angles. The first question we will address is does the stove grate or in parallel fashion the oven rack upon which you put your pan in the oven Does this stove grate ever become flashek or milchik? Or treif, if used to cook treif? Even though I may put a flashek pot full of boiling chicken soup on the stove grate, that will not make the stove grate flashek. Because there are more paskins, 'ah. Two pots that touch each other you have a milk pot and a flesh pot boiling hot, and they touch each other on the outside will not transfer a taste from one to the other because we have a principle that the taste absorbed in a utensil will not transfer from one utensil to another utensil unless there is a liquid medium joining them but just touching a traith utensil to a kosher utensil will cause no transfer of taste whatsoever the tray utensil has no power to as we say tray up any other surface or utensil that it touches unless there is a liquid medium. If so, then perhaps our stove grate never became flashek even if we used it for cooking chicken soup. Of course one might object as the Mishnah Brura points out that fairly often things spill when we cook them on the stovetop either we spill them when we pick them up or put them down or very commonly they boil over something splashes it is not at all uncommon to have actual fleshic or milkic food or liquid spill onto the stovetop, and perhaps land on those grates. Is this halachic problem? So the Mishnah Brura comments that even if one were to suspect that sometimes food spills onto the stove grate, Yeshlitlot Shaaf in Nishpach, de Hi Al Haish. That even if some food, some be'en, some actual food or soup spilled on the stove grate, we can assume that it's no problem, it's burnt up because of the fire that burns there. What does he mean? Rav Moshe Feinstein suggests two explanations of the Mishnah Brura, both of which seem to be valid halachic arguments. Perhaps the Mishnah Brura means. To refer to the halacha found in Yoredeya simen Simin Tzadi Bet Seif Vav, the Dafgak is an ofel, but uto ha'isha, ha'ish mutar she sorfo u'miyab shol. If a drop of milk lands on a fleishik pot or a drop of chicken soup, lands on a milchik pot, that usually presents a very serious halachic problem. However, this is true if it lands on the side of the pot which is not facing the fire. However, says the Ramah, if it lands on the side of the pot facing the fire, it will never be absorbed into that pot because the fire will burn up this drop of milk or chicken soup before it has the chance to be absorbed into the pot. As the milk lands on this flașic pot, or the chicken soup lands on this milkic pot, it will be evaporated by the heat of the fire and will not be absorbed into the pot. So too, even if, if some liquid spills onto the stove grate, it will be evaporated by the fire before it has the chance to be absorbed into the stove grate. Although there are the Shulchan Aruch there paskins Vidavka Dover muat kiyom that only a small drop will be evaporated by the fire, but not a large spill. Rav Moshe Feinstein speculates that perhaps if it is falling onto a stove grate which is actually in the fire, which is right above the fire even a large spill of liquid will be evaporated by the fire before it has a chance to be absorbed. A second possible interpretation in the Mishnah Beruah is based on Rav Yaakov Emden's Psach in the Shut El Asyabetz. Rav Yaakov Emden wonders why even very pious Jews are not strict and do not have separate stovetops for milky and Felicik and one of his explanations is Ivra Barzel that one needn't be Machmir on a metal surface because even if it did absorb a milk or fleshic spill, it would be immediately cashered by the fire that is burning underneath it. So even if it did momentarily become milk it is continuously being koshered. If so, we have two valid explanations why, even if some liquid or solid food spilled and landed on the stove grate, it would still be kosher parath. Number one, perhaps. At least if a liquid lands on it, which is the case 99% of the time, it will be evaporated by the heat of the fire before it is absorbed into the stove grate. And secondly, even if it does get absorbed into the stove grate and the grate does become fleishig or milkic, that is only momentary, because it is continuously being kashered. If so, then there is no reason to be machmir when it comes to a stove grate. <coughs> Rav Feinstein applies this logic as well to the racks in the oven. He suggests that, number one, we only put pots and pans on those oven racks, and the blea, the absorbed taste, will not travel from the pots and pans to the oven racks without a liquid medium, and even if something spills in the oven, as things do every once in a while, it will perhaps be burned away by the heat of the, of, of the fire or even if it is not burned away and is absorbed, the heat of the fire will continuously kosher the oven racks and they will never become flașic or milkic. Rav Moshe Feinstein does not rely on this logic alone. He suggests that in addition, there is another ground to be mekel and not worry about using oven racks or stove grates for milchik and fleishik, for even if the oven rack did become milchik or fleishik, or treif for that matter, if it is the oven of a non-Jew, who says that we can't cook kosher food on a treif oven rack or milchik food on a fleishik rack? Now who says? Perhaps the Ramah. The Rama paskins in Yoradeus and Sadi Beis Ifches that one is permitted to cook to boil milk underneath meat in a covered pot. <speaking in Hebrew> He says one is permitted to cook a covered pot of milk underneath chicken soup because if one is permitted to put chicken soup on top of a covered pot of milk because taste will not travel from a utensil to a utensil without a liquid medium, so it won't go through the cover of the milk pot into the fleshek pot above it. One certainly needn't worry about steam going through the cover of one pot to another pot. However, he ends, L'chad chila yesh b'chol one should be careful about this, and even though this may be strictly permissible, one should not set up such a scenario. Now, what does he mean by this? Rav Moshe Feinstein at first suggests that he only means to be on the question of boiling milk underneath fleishik, because it is so likely that the cover will be knocked loose and the steam will immediately rise up and hit the fleishik pot. But the Ramah never meant to be machmer lechachila and to tell us that it is forbidden to have a utensil pot touch a milchik pot. Even lechachila one is allowed to have a fleshik pot touch the outside of a milchik pot or a kosher pot touch a treif pot. By that logic it would certainly be permissible to cook in a, in a fleshic pot, even on a milk oven rack, or on a trafe oven rack for that matter. However, he points out that the Primagadin in Simon Sadizayin quotes from the Torah Khatas, another sefer written by the Ramah himself, who who explained that the Rama in fact did intend to forbid lechatchila taking advantage of this rule that taste absorbed taste Bliya will not travel from one utensil to another without a liquid medium, and the Rama in fact did intend to forbid lechatchila allowing a fleishik pot to touch a Melchik pot. Why? Is it because the Ramal was not certain as to whether a Bliya would transfer from a Kli to a Kli without liquid medium? No. The Torah Chantot explains that he was afraid that even though we are 100% certain that two dry utensils touching one another will not have any effect on one another halachically maybe one of the pots will spill and the food will land on the other pot obviously if you have a pot of boiling milk and a pot of boiling chicken soup touching one another and the chicken soup splashes onto the milkic pot or the boiling milk splashes onto the fleshic pot that will present an extremely serious halachic problem Therefore, just in order to avoid that possibility, we don't allow these pots to touch. However, even here, Rav Moshe Feinstein seems to interpret slightly differently from the Primagodim. The Primagodim assumes that not only would the Ramah forbid allowing a fleshik pot and milchik pot which are hot to touch he would even forbid putting a fleshik pot down on a milchik surface or a milchik pot down on a fleshik surface or a kosher pot down on a treif surface for fear that it will spill Rav Moshe Feinstein interprets differently. He assumes that even if the Ramah forbade allowing a Fleshik pot to touch a milchig pot, that was only because both contained food. And if the Fleshik pot spilled, it would trafe up the milchig pot. If the milchig pot spilled, it would trafe up the Fleshik pot. But. The Ramah never meant to forbid putting a flasic pot down on a milkic surface, or putting a milkic pot down on a flasic surface. Because even if the flasic pot would spill and land on the milkic surface, so it would trafe up the milkic surface. But that doesn't matter to us. The food in the flasic pot is still kosher. And this, who says you, put, you even put food down on that surface so Rav Moshe Feinstein assumes that it is to put a fleshic pot down on a milkic surface or a milkic pot down on a fleshic surface and we would have to assume likewise it would be to put a kosher pot down on a trace surface However, the primagodim believes this to be forbidden. Why? It seems likely that the primagodim is worried that if you put your fleischik pot down on a milchik surface and it overflows, that overflowing chicken soup will be a liquid medium which will then allow the taste absorbed in that milchik surface to enter the fleischik pot and trafe it up. Not only will the overflowing chicken soup carry the fleshek pot down, which is not necessarily... carry the fleshek taste down, which is not necessarily a halachic problem, but once there is a liquid medium involved, it will allow the milky taste to go up from the oven rack into the fleshek pot and treif up the fleshek pot. Rav Moshe Feinstein does not appear does not appear to be worried about this it is not entirely clear why one may speculate that perhaps since it is very unlikely that chicken soup will overflow onto an oven rack davka within 24 hours since that oven rack has absorbed a milchic taste or that milk will overflow onto an oven rack Davka within 24 hours since it, absor- it has absorbed a Felicic taste. In most cases, whatever taste might come out of the oven rack would be Eno benyomo, would be a 24 hour old, older than 24 hours taste, which is Gam, which is a stale negative taste, and which is permitted, Bidyeved post-facto. Therefore, we needn't forbid placing your milk pot in the fleshic oven rack or vice versa just for fear that the taste might come out of the oven rack if that taste is mutter b'devid anyway. Another possibility might be that it takes the opinion of a number of achronim that if a little soup boils over from the pot and falls down on the oven rack and then immediately to the floor of the oven, that tiny amount of moisture which actually lands on the oven rack at the point of contact with your soup, with your pot is so small as to not constitute a liquid medium. As to be a luckily insignificant and even if there's an overflow of chicken soup and a few drops of chicken soup actually land at the nexus between the oven rack and the chicken soup, we would call that aim blia yotzimkle klibli rotev, we would call it the absence of a liquid medium and assume the taste would not transfer from the oven rack to the pot. To summarize then, even if we assume that the oven rack or stove grate would be milkic or flaishic, we would then get into a machloket between the primaguddin and Rav Moshe Feinstein the Primagadim assumes in his interpretation of the Ramah that if the oven rack or stove grate were milchik or Fleshek if it were Milchic, it would be Osor L'Chadchilo to put a Fleshek pot down if it were Fleshek it would be Osor L'Chadchilo to put a Melchik pot down But Rav Moshe Feinstein assumes that even if it were to be Melchik or Flashik, it would still be Mutter to put a pot of the opposite type down on it because either the Ramah only meant to forbid boiling milk under a fleshic pot, or he only meant to disallow L'Chachila having a full pot of milk and a full pot of meat touch one another. But he never meant even L'Chachila to forbid us from placing a milchic pot on a fleshic surface or a fleshic pot on a milkic surface or a kosher pot on a treif surface. Why is this machloket significant? After all, we have seen that the Mishnah Brewer paskind, that the stove grate never becomes milkic or anyway. So, of what relevance is the machloket between Herb Moshe Feinstein and the Primagodon as to whether if it were milchik, we could put a Flashek pot down? So perhaps that would be relevant for the issue of oven racks. The Minchas Yitzchak whom we saw last week disagrees with the Ramosha Feinstein and forbids under all circumstances using an oven for milk and meat without koshering it in between because of the problem of milk and fleshic steam also forbids using an oven for milk and meat because of the problem of putting milk and fleshic down on the same oven rack. Now, the oven rack is not quite the same as the stove grate. It's not directly in the fire or one inch above the fire. Fire's at the bottom. The element is at the bottom of the oven. The oven rack may be near the top of the oven. It may not be so clear that the oven rack is being continuously koshered. After all, sometimes the oven's a little hotter, sometimes a little cooler. Even though usually it's hot enough to kosher the oven rack. It's not so clear that if something spills on the oven rack, we have the right to say that since it was the side of the fire, it was immediately burned up before it was able to be absorbed. Since the oven rack is so far from the fire, if a significant amount spills on it, perhaps that would be absorbed into the oven rack. So an oven rack as opposed to a stove grate which is right in the fire at all times we perhaps cannot be a hundred percent certain that an oven rack never becomes melchik or fleshik therefore says the minchas yitzrak, since we're not a hundred percent certain that our oven rack remains parev and according to the Primagodim, l'chachila may not put a fleshek pot down on a milchic surface, or a milchic pot on a fleshek surface. So l'chachila, we can't cook milk and fleshek in the same oven, because we're not 100% certain that this oven rack remains pariv. Perhaps we're putting a fleshek pot on a milkic rack, or a milchic pot on a fleshek rack. Rev. Moshe Feinstein points out that the Minchas Yitzchak's argument to be machmer is weak on two counts. Number one, even if we're not a hundred percent sure that the oven rack remains pareve, it's only osur Chila to put a fleishig pot down on a milkic oven rack or a milkic pot on a fleishig oven rack. We don't have to be hundred percent sure. If the worst that would happen is that we would violate an isur Chila. the food will be kosher either way. Perhaps even if we're ninety percent or eighty percent sure or seventy percent sure, that's good enough when the worst Avera involved would be that we're not doing things the right way. Secondly, Rav Moshe Feinstein follows his own shitah and disagrees with what seems to be the intention of the Or Rav Moshe Feinstein says that even if the oven rack were mulchek, it would be mutter to put a flashek pot down on, on top of it. And therefore, Rav Moshe Feinstein says that one needn't worry about using the same oven racks for milk and fleshek that in fact seems to be the minhag in our communities even those who are worried about cooking uncovered liquid foods because the milk and fleshek steam don't worry about cooking milk and fleshek on the same oven racks based on the logic of Moshe Feinstein number one we're fairly certain they never absorb milk or meat, because even milk or meat steams or steam or spills would probably get burned up by the fire before it was absorbed and even if it was absorbed, it would be kashered immediately. And secondly, even if they were to be milk or fleshek, the worst case scenario is that by putting a milky pot down on it, we're just not doing it the way. And According to Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, it is even l'chachila permissible to put a milchik pot down on a fleshek surface and vice versa. So, there is ample justification for our practice of not only cooking milchik and fleshek or kosher and treif on the same cooktop, but also cooking them on the same racks in the oven. The only exception would be if we noticed which is not commonly the case on a cooktop, but perhaps sometimes could be the case in an oven rack, that they were dirty. There was actual food stuck on the oven rack or the stove grate. In that case, if we placed a pot down on that food, that food would certainly be absorbed into the pot because a food can be absorbed into a pot without a liquid medium. In that case, one would certainly need to make sure to keep the oven racks or the stove grates clean whenever there is a, to clean them whenever there is a spill to avoid the more serious halachic problem of actual food being absorbed actual milky, milky food being absor- absorbed into a fleshic pot or vice versa. One would either have to make sure to keep one's oven or stove clean which is generally a good idea anyway or if one was stuck using an oven or stove, which for some reason was quite filthy with all kinds of treyf and basah v'cholav, one would have to put silver foil on the oven rack and then your pan on top of that, so that even if the silver foil absorbed the tray food, the taste cannot transfer from the silver foil to your pot or pan, since there's no liquid medium in between them, And in this way, it would be permissible to cook in a dirty oven. So one other common halachic question that is subject to the dispute between Rav Moshe Feinstein and the Gadim is putting hot milking and fleshik pots down, pots down on the same counter. Or if you have a counter which cannot withstand the heat of a hot pot, putting hot fleshyic and milchik pots down on the same trivet. Do you need separate trivets for milk and meat, or separate counters if you put your hot milk and meat pots down? So if you keep your counters or trivets dirty, then you certainly need separate for meat and milk. Because if milk spills on the counter or trivet, which it often does, and you leave it dirty, then as soon as you put a fleshyic pot down, the milk will be absorbed into the fleshyic pot, and you'll have basr b'chalav. But, assuming, you may say, it's more convenient for me to have separate than to keep it clean. But assuming that you prefer cleanliness, and the counters are spotless, every spill is wiped up, the trivets are likewise cleaned any time there's a spill, can you use the same trivets for meat and milk? In this case, the trivets certainly... Absorb any meat and milk that spill on them. The trivets are not near any fire. Whatever spills on them gets absorbed, and they're never kashered. The trivets or countertops are cold, so they absorb a hot liquid spilled on them. So, if you use the same trivet for meat and milk, the milk spills on the trivet and makes it milchik. The meat spills on the trivet and makes it fleishik. Perhaps these trivets would be considered basar Bakhalov. The question is. Would it be permissible to put Fleshic pots down on a milky trivet, or milky pots down on a Fleshic trivet, or any pots down on a treif trivet? And this is exactly the machloket between Rav Moshe Feinstein and the Primagadim. The Primagadim assumes that it is forbidden to put, that the Ramah forbids Lachachachila putting fleshek pots down on a milkic trivet and vice versa, the Prima Godim would say you need separate trivets for milkic and fleshek. Rav Moshe Feinstein would say there's no problem. The Ramon never meant to prohibit putting fleshek pots down on a milchic trivet or vice versa. So, perhaps, we can speculate that Ramosha Feinstein might say that it's permissible to use the same trivets for milk and meat. However, It seems in this case that unlike the case of ovens or stoves which are very difficult to procure separate parts for and keep switching in and out it's simple enough to have separate trivets for meat and milk and therefore although according to Moshe Feinstein's logic it may be strictly permissible to use a trafe trivet or a milchik trivet for flashek or a Fleishik trivet for milchik Moshe Feinstein not recorded as having Pasuk in this way practically. Therefore, it's certainly halakhically advisable to keep separate trivets for meat and milk. One could speculate that if one is careful to not use a trivet which had food spilled on it for 24 hours, and one is careful to make sure that all trivets that are being used are eno ben yomo, have a taste which is more than 24 hours old, Therefore, one is in a situation where even if taste emerged from this trivet, that taste would not be able to trafe up any food vidyeved because it is more than 24 hours old. It would seem halachically that it should be permissible if one is strict to quarantine trivets for 24 hours after spills. It would seem that it should be permissible to use the same trivet for meat and milk because since the only reason the Torah chatzat even according to the Primagodim forbade putting fleshic food fleshic pots on a milkic trivet is because they might spill and even if they did spill that would only constitute an iser of an eno ben yomo a 24 hour old stale taste but it would not forbid the food b'dieved We have a principle that we needn't avoid a situation which might lead to something which in and of itself would be We only make exera; don't do something lest it lead you to something which is actually treif We don't make exera; don't do something lest it lead to something which isn't really treif but isn't ideal That far we don't have to go So it seems strictly, although I haven't seen this in the postkin. That if all of one's trivets and countertops were eno yomo, were twenty four hours were left for twenty four hours after a spill, it should be permissible to put a flacic pot down on a trivet which had a milkic food spilled on it more than twenty four hours ago, since really the taste of the trivet doesn't go into the pot, and even if somehow of Chicken soup spilled and the taste did transfer in, it would still be mutter. Did he have it? The food would still be kosher. However, common practice, although this strictly halakhically seems to be a very strong argument, and there may be some who are knowing this way, the more popular mimic seems to be to have separate trivets for meat and milk just to avoid any confusion, since it is simple enough to keep separate trivets and avoid the issue entirely. Unlike the stove grates or the oven racks, which would be more difficult to keep separate meat and milk, where the popular minhug is to be mako.